Welcome to episode 110 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, I'm going over with you non-calorie counting ways to lose weight. I'm a big proponent of calorie checking. I think it is a very straightforward way to get into a calorie deficit, but it is not the only way to get into a calorie deficit. I'm going to give you a lot of options today if you are someone who just doesn't want to count calories. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about non-calorie counting ways to lose weight. This episode is for you if you are a person who either maybe you're just starting and counting calories just feels like that's a really big bite to chew, or maybe you're a person who's feeling burnt out on counting calories and you just, it feels heavy and you don't want to do that anymore. Or maybe you're someone who counting calories is, um, it leads to a place to a place that's just not healthy mentally with your relationship with food, with your habits. And so you want to lose weight in any of these last three situations, but you don't want to count calories. So we're going to talk today about what you can do in that situation. I want to be really clear. You've probably heard the phrase before that goes something to the effect of you might not be counting your calories, but your calories always count. And this is true. I'm not going to be teaching you to circumvent needing to be in a calorie deficit. What we're going to do is get you into a calorie deficit without you counting any calories. You see the difference there? You're still going to be in a calorie deficit. There are a lot of fantastic non-calorie tracking methods out there that I have used successfully with my clients over the years. More of my clients than not do count calories. They like it. It's very quantifiable. It's very straightforward tracking calories. Um, it usually has a pretty quick turnaround time from when you start it to when it actually, you can start seeing results. Um, other methods, it takes maybe a little bit more time. It's a little bit more slow burn to make sure you have enough of these non-calorie counting habits stacked one on another. So you're actually in a deficit. So it can take a little bit longer. It doesn't always take a little bit longer, but it can. So I'd say like over 90% of my clients do track calories, but the, that other bunch have successfully lost weight without counting calories. How did they do it? We're going to talk through today a whole bunch of different possible habits that you could use and stacked one on another, they put you in a calorie deficit. I'm going to give you a nice long list. You're not going to need to use all of them. I don't think anybody needs every single one of these in place to get into a deficit. And which you choose is going to be highly dependent on you, how you currently eat, um, what habits you currently have. So first I'm gonna give you this list of possible habits, and then I'm gonna give you a framework for selecting those habits and which are gonna be the most impactful for you. So here goes, let's first talk through each of the possible habits. And there are more than the ones I'm gonna give you. These are ones that have worked very well for my clients and my Aging Stronger Society members. Okay, here we go. Number one, I'm not gonna number this, I'm gonna lose count very, very quickly. <laughs> The first one I'm going to talk about, though, is managing your liquid calories. So anything with calories. So we're talking soda you know, that has sugar, so it has calories. We're talking coffee, um, you know, any kind of fancy coffee drink. We're talking alcohol, juice, any kind of liquid calorie. You might be a person who has a lot of calories coming in from that way or a person who has a moderate amount of calories coming in from that direction. So one thing you can do is moderate those total calories. You do that by observing how much of them you take in now. So let's say that you're a person, 
I had a client that I started working with last winter and she was drinking uh, a 12 pack a day of Pepsi. So 12 a day. And so I said to her, you pick any number less than 12 and that's where we're going to start. And so um, she could have picked 11. That would have been progress in the right direction. As it was, I believe she started with four. It was either four or three. I think it was four, but she never got to four. She was always less than four. Now she's down to just like one or two a week. So you start with some number less and you'll start ratcheting that down. That could be an impactful one for you. Another option, a fiber goal. Google is a great place to find high fiber foods. I could give you a long list now. It's going to be kind of out of the scope of this discussion, but you find out what the high fiber foods are and you start incorporating incorporating those in your diet. That's going to take up a good chunk of your calories. It's going to keep you full in your deficit. So a um, couple of ways you can set up a fiber goal. We could say to you that you're going to get a minimum of 25 grams of fiber. We could say you're going to get 25 to 30 grams of fiber. We could say you're going to have fiber at every meal. A couple of different ways you could structure it there. And if you're like, wait a minute, I thought I wasn't tracking. Remember, you're not going to track calories. And you don't technically, if you don't want to track anything like on my fitness pal or anything like that, what you could do is get a running list of all the fiber options that you like. There's a long list of high fiber foods, write them all down, write which ones you like and how much fiber is in what portion of them, and then start making um, kind of templates for yourself. Like if I eat, you know, raspberries with my breakfast and a pear, and I have some lentils and I have this big salad with all these vegetables, I hit my fiber goal. Those are a couple of, of things that you can say like, okay, here's my template. If I know if I get these foods in, in these quantities, I hit my fiber goal. So that's a good option, a fiber goal. A protein goal, same thing. You could track your protein and just not pay attention to the calories, or you could start coming up with your cheat sheet of here are the protein sources I like, here's how many calories, here's how many grams of protein are in X amount. And now I know if I eat this combination of those, I hit my protein target. I think a good place for people to start is minimum 100 grams of protein a day. And that's on the low side, but that's if you're not doing much with protein right now, that's a good starting goal. Um, and then work up over time and go for somewhere between 35 to 50 grams per meal and or snack throughout the day. Um, that could be a good place to start. A vegetable goal. You could do this in many different ways. You could say, I'm going to have vegetables at every meal. I'm going to have vegetables at two meals. I'm going to have... Um, I'm going to have half a plate of vegetables at lunch and dinner. So lots of different ways. I'm going to have a fistful of vegetables or two fistful of vegetables each time I eat. Vegetable, excellent way. Notice a lot of these are things that we are adding in, not things we're taking out. Another one, wait to eat until you are hungry or wait to eat until you are hungry for 30 minutes. Those are two options. You could start with the first one. I don't eat until I feel hunger in my belly. This is actual hunger, rumbling, empty, gnawing sensation in your stomach. Not like, oh, I could go for a pretzel kind of feeling, but an actual physical hunger. Wait till you feel that sensation to eat your scheduled meals. And then you could ratchet that up. If you're still not quite seeing progress yet with that, you could go to, I wait to eat until I've been hungry for 30 minutes before each meal. That's another good option. Um, all food is eaten seated and plated, okay? Which means we're not eating out of pocket packages, boxes, and bags. You're not eating in your car or on your sofa or um, wandering around the kitchen while you're cooking dinner. You're not eating at your desk. You eat all food on a plate sitting down. 
that's a really good one to help manage extra licks, bites, and tastes throughout the day. Eating slowly. So focus on the speed with which you eat your food. Put your fork down between bites. Take a drink of water between bites. Chew slower. It doesn't have to be gross. You don't have to like to have some, like you don't have to have like 50 chews for every bite of food, but notice your chewing speed. Notice your eating speed. Slowing it down, this gives your body time to register that it is satisfied before you blow right past that and you've got that overstuffed feeling. Um, you could have a meal replacement structure in place. What this could look like is one meal a day is going to be a big salad filled with protein and vegetables. Or alternatively, or in addition to, you could have one meal like that and then another meal. One meal a day is going to be a shake that is packed with protein and vegetables and fiber. That's an option. I would say for both of those, if you would like to in the beginning, kind of give it a calorie count, um, make a couple templates and then stop counting the calories. That's a good way to go. Remember your meals should be filling. We don't want you eating a 250 calorie meal. That's not gonna keep you satisfied till the next meal. So think about, you know, maybe a 500 calorie salad or shake, 500, 525 calories um, is a really good place to aim for either of those. Um, another option is having your meal set up with a certain structure. A good rule of thumb is a half a plate of vegetables, a quarter of a plate of protein, and a quarter of a plate of anything else that you want. And then you could say, I'm going to have three meals set up like that, or I'm going to have two meals set up like that, and I'm going to do my breakfast that shake. But having this plate structure, and it's going to be a normal size plate, and it's going to um, be just one plateful. It's not going to be multiple platefuls. So that's a good option. You could do three. Oh, I try not to touch my microphone, and I still do it sometimes. Um, you could say, I'm going to do three meals and one snack, and something like that. Um, Another good one, and this is a good one for people who struggle with nighttime eating, you could give yourself a kitchen closing time. I don't eat after dinner. After my final meal, when I put my plates in the dishwasher, I turn off the lights and I don't go back in the kitchen. I don't eat after a dinner. Or you could actually give it a time. Like I don't eat after seven or I don't eat after eight or after nine. I have a client who's been very successful with that because she did just kind of have like the nighttime. I'm bored. I want something to do. It feels comforting to eat. So having that bright line, that um, hard and fast rule that you don't eat at night. And remember, it's not because calories are more fattening at night. It's because we often overeat and we're just plain out of calories at night. So having a kitchen closing time is a good option. And then a final one, it's actually not about food, but it's about movement, is giving yourself a step goal. So track your steps for a week, see where you're at now, and then start bumping those up 500 to 1,000 until you're at least at 7,500. And you can even go up further, you know, 10,000, 12,000-ish range there. And you can work those up over time. So that's a whole host of possible uh, habits that you could choose to stack one on another to get yourself into a calorie deficit. You're not going to start all of those. You might not ever need to use all of those. Each person will be individual, which ones they choose and how many. So how do you even begin to pick? First, I would say that when you start off, choose somewhere between one and three. I haven't had anybody start with just one yet. Usually two to three habits is a good place to start. And you keep working on those um, until it feels very routine. Like you're not having to think a lot to do X goal. So let's say you give yourself the goal of, I'm going to wait to eat until I feel hungry 
for 30 minutes. And when that becomes really routine, like you're not having to put a lot of energy towards that, you can add on another goal or, you know, having one meal a day, be a big salad that feels very routine. And it, it can vary for people. Sometimes it takes seven days. Sometimes it takes 14 days, 21 days. It, it could be weeks for each of these. And it also depends on the, the, the goal itself. Some are going to feel easier for you. Some will feel harder for you. So whichever um, goal it is for you, it could, it could depend there. So that's how many you're going to pick. Then um, how do you decide which ones to pick? You can have one of two options. As I see it, you can pick low hanging fruit. Like I'm going to pick a couple that I think I could just bang out easy. Like it's easy. For, it's pretty easy for me to get steps and I just haven't really been doing it, but I know I could do that. It's going to be easy for me to, um, it's going to be easy for me to eat vegetables every meal. I just haven't been making a concerted effort to do it, but that's easy for me. So you could just pick a couple that are easy, low hanging fruit. That's a good option. Or you could pick the ones that you feel like are going to be most impactful for your calorie bottom line. Like if you know, you drink a lot of liquid calories, aiming for that one and really reducing it could make a really big bang for your buck movement and you can see weight loss sooner. It might be a good strategy to choose since we're going to have you choose two or three of these habits. A good option could be choosing one of each, like choose one that's low hanging fruit and one that's more bang for your buck or two that are low hanging fruit and one bang for your buck. Those are some really good options. There's not one right way to go about this. The idea is you pick some habits, you go till it feels easy and you stack some more in. And then over time, you're gonna have enough of those habits there that you're going to be in a calorie deficit that you're not counting a single dang calorie. And that's the episode for today. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it educational, motivational, inspirational, all kinds of ational. If you did enjoy this episode, if you found value in it, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. It really does help it get in front of more people. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and give it a like. Again, this stuff really does matter. It helps for my stuff to get in front of more people and help more people. Thanks so much for being here. I will see you next time.